It's another trombonus episode. It's just Rob Engineer Joey <gasps> and a pocket full of dreams as we get G-rated talking about Perry Grip on Checkered Past, the Scodcast. What up, Checkerheads? Welcome to Checkered Pass, the Scodcast with Selin and Rob, the show where a zoot suit riot and a Scatica, Scatica prison riot explore the history and impact of a different band each episode and hope to bring in new fans along the way. I'm Rob, and this is my engineer and co-host, Joey. Hi, it's me, Engineer Joey. I'm back. Engineer Joey is the Selin of this episode. Yep. She was busy being a business lady and i stepped in to do the pod what's the good thing about these trump bonuses is we record them like four days ish before they come out to make them nice and crisp and to the minute and relevant sort of and so that means it's gonna happen whether everybody's here or not <laughs> so whenever we drop a beat we gotta pick it up pick it up where we left off pick it up pick it up All right, so Joey, here's what I'm going to do today, because this is usually reserved for our guests, but let's talk Ska and Joey. So, oh, the, my history with Ska? That's right. Joey's history with Ska? Joey's checkered past. Oh, boy. Uh, I think it's going to be pretty similar to a lot of guests so far. Um, like, realistically... Whatever was on like Punkarama two or three, and mm -hmm. then uh, I want to say the like third or fourth Fat Wreck one, maybe. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, like I think there was some Swinging Utters on there or something, and Tony Hawk. Like those. That's where. Like I was pretty into much music and all that kind of stuff. Like I was really into music when I was younger, uh, so I definitely was like aware of No Doubt and stuff when it was happening, but. Did I sound really Canadian? No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Um, yeah, I was aware of that Sorry. while it was happening, but I also wasn't like, like we're in Canada, so that's all we got. All we got was no doubt. You know, we yeah. didn't we didn't get the other cool bands. We didn't till like later. So, so if we're talking punkarama, let me let me go through my mental rolodex because that would be whatever ska bands were on epitaph adjacent record labels. Etc. So we're talking Voodoo Glow Skulls. Yep. For sure. El Kukui is like probably, that probably would have been the, the yeah. first like hardcore punk, yeah. like ska song I would have been into. Aside from like, I got into Rancid pretty early too. So, but yeah. I mean, that's not. That's, yeah, I guess yeah. like, I was going to say I want to ride, but that was on Give Him the Boot. Yeah, so, and yeah. I, I I remember skateboarding too. I want to ride, but that would have been after I was already like introduced. I remembered a skateboarding to I want to ride. What a sentence! Thirteen now, or if, so. If we're talking Fat Wreck, the only one that comes to mind is Mad Caddies. Yeah, uh, I want to say they had no effects. 
Uh, Were they on Fat Records? <laughs> I think so. Uh, I think they had uh, like one of the because they had a bunch of those Euro bands too. That, uh, on Wizzo? Fat Rec at the time, yeah, like Wizzo, and I think they had like a, a Euro kind of ska band oh, at the could time have as been. well. But I mean, there was like twenty four songs on those comps, so I'm just like I definitely listened to them a lot. Oh, less than Jake. <laughs> Was that were they on fat? The, the borders and boundaries. That one was on fat. Oh, okay. So well, definitely yeah. less than Jake. There's yeah, no totally. way they didn't have like a triple A ska band. Yeah. Oh, on the also, label. Uh, I think even before Tony Hawk, um, I be- I can't remember which one of the guests were talking about it, but they brought up Street Skater. The mm, arcade, on PlayStation, yeah. Uh, no, it was it was a Sega game. Oh yeah, it was, it was originally Sega. a arcade where you had this like bar like a bar to hold hold your torso up and you stood on this like fake skateboard and all you could do on it was like kick down on the tail or kick down on the nose and and kind of tilt it back and forth to steer i'm like tilt i'm swiveling in my chair you can't see that but i'm swiveling um and and you you steered down this like course on rails and they were like ramps and if you Click, kicked forward or backward, you do tricks off the ramps. But it was like all less than Jake and Offspring was like the entire. Sure. And, and I remember going to like Palladium here and and like playing that. Palladium is a uh, arcade ish place old, in yeah, West no, Edmonton Mall. Yeah, it was like it yeah. was it was kind of even after arcades were a thing. It was like one of the kind of holdouts. It, it bridged the gap between arcades and then what became um like what I don't know what an American equivalent would be, but rec room. Yeah. I guess Dave and Buster's in the U.S. is like where it's just like got skee ball and shit. Yeah, it's like, like an indoor like an, carnival, like an adult Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. Adult Chuck E. Cheeses when those all kind of came up, and so Palladium had it had because it had skee ball. Yeah, yeah, it, it had it, all and, that and shit, it, and it had a room of like old school RPGs. Like you could go sit down at a four player gauntlet machine there. Oh, I remember gauntlet's so rad. It's good. It's yeah, good. <laughs> and Five Iron Frenzy did a song about gauntlet, so you know it's good. There's the segue back to ska. <laughs> it was coming back. I was gonna get there. So what about ska shows? What was the first show you saw? Oh boy, um, man, I don't even, I, I'm not even sure, it would have, probably would have been one of the bigger tours, like one of the snow jams or something like that, that came through here, because I moved to Edmonton in 2002, uh, and I just, like, I think the only bigger show that I'd been to before that was Bad Religion in, mm-hmm. in Edmonton here. Uh, and then I moved to Edmonton, like when I was like 17, 18, uh, and then I was too broke to go to shows or anything for a couple of years. And then when I finally started knowing people and going to shows and yada, 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 it was, yeah, it would have been around like when in Canada, they were doing all these tours just back and forth. Like all the American bands would just come up across the border at one time and they would do like snow jam tour or whatever. And they would just. Go back and forth across the country and then peace out. And now what they do is this weird U-shape bullshit where they go like they start in like Toronto. Oh, yeah. And then they go down to Florida and then zip up through California and And then go to Vancouver. Vancouver. Yep. And then that's it. That's the extent of your American tour. Yep. Lame. But I mean population density that gets most of the people in Canada. So. Yeah, but I don't live there, and I that's know, the number irritating. one problem. <laughs> Dude, I, my hometown was eight hours away from Winnipeg, and not very much fun stuff happens in Winnipeg. So being an entire day's travel from Winnipeg, 
that shit sucked. <laughs> For our American listeners, Winnipeg is in Manitoba. It's almost yeah. the direct epicenter of Canada. Yeah. It is in and the middle it, of nowhere. It, it, it's, a, it's a beautiful city, but it kind of sucks. And I think even people who live there would kind of agree with that. The best part of Manitoba is the rum running. Is that still a thing? Is there still know. rum runners in Manitoba? I don't know. What's this, like, like, like counterfeiting rum? That's, uh, what's his name? Al Capone used to bootleg whiskey <laughs> out of Moose Jaw <laughs> and bring it across the border. Are they still doing that? Yeah, are they still doing that? Is there still prohibition? <laughs> I don't keep up with American politics that closely, so I assume you're still a dry country. <laughs> <laughs> As I drink this Coors Light. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, the mountains of Canada right there on the can. Uh, brewed by probably Einhauser InBev, right? Which is not an American company. No. That's fun. That's Anyways. off topic. Yeah, totally. Your favorite band is, ska band is, the... Oh, Suicide Machines. By, uh, by yeah. like a long shot. We, fucking, I think that's yeah. where we bonded is on yeah. how much we love the Suicide God Machines. Goddamn Suicide Machines are fucking the best. Uh, you know what, though? The Slackers are also my favorite Scott band. The Slackers are like the opposite favorite Scott. Like, in, yeah. if you like Suicide Machines on this side and then you like Slackers on the other, I'm doing like a left-right thing with my hands. I'm very animated today. <laughs> um, which yeah, I love both those bands. Totally. And yeah. that's, that's, I'm, I'm kind of that way with music. I'm not really about middle of the road. Like, when people ask me what my music taste is, my usual go-to answer is I like fast, smart punk and slow, dumb rap. It's kind of my usual things. Because I, I just like, with a lot of musical genres, I just kind of like find the sub-genre that I like the most and sort of glom onto it. And with ska, they're just, I don't really have that. Like, I, I, ha- I love the Suicide Machines and I love the Slackers and I just like all the, everything all that's in between. There's so many. It's such a wide spectrum of a genre. So favorite Suicide Machines record slash song and then the same for the Slackers. Uh, well, I'm going to cheat for the Suicide Machines one and say like the least worst of the Suicide Machines because it's just like... Oh, the greatest hits. Yeah, because it's like 35 uh, and songs you, you get it. the freaking R.E.M. cover on that one. Dude, everything. <laughs> it's got all of like... They must have chosen the songs on their own greatest hits, I feel like, because sure. it's, it, it is the strongest songs off of all of their albums up to that point. So, but that, that would ignore their last two before they went on hiatus. And I think... Damn, it's hard because Destruction by Definition is so fucking uh, good. Yeah, that's yeah. It's so fucking good. It's like perfect. It's but, a perfect. But album. those two side one dummy Suicide Machines records are like un- untouchable. They're so good. I feel like people don't talk about them enough. Uh, Burning in the Aftermath and War Profiteering is killing them all. Oh, War Profiteering is yeah. so angry. God so angry. Damn, fuck, that's a good record. <laughs> that's yeah. so good. And it ends with 99% of the world is Third War. Or thir- 95% of the world is Third War. Man, third I, it's third world, man. Yeah. I can't say it. You know what? Leave it in. Oh, I can't yeah. say it. I, I think you're editing, so you'll leave it in. No, Ariane is doing it, and she's definitely leaving it in. How about the slackers? That's a hard one because they have so uh, much. Actually, I, I have kind of a fun answer for that one, too. Um, I think uh, – well, I don't even know if I could pick a song. But I'm, the, the question's like my favorite slackers record. Oh, it's really good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That one. And also um, – you're free to say live at Ernesto's if you just want to throw uh, what that, their greatest hits is basically. Well, I, I was I was gonna say actually they do uh I think 
it's a version of their 2016 album. They dub like it's a, like a mm. dub version mm-hmm. of the album, and I got the LP of that, and that's pretty great. I like to. That's like a good sunny afternoon because the songs are all great slacker songs, and it also is a dub record. It's awesome. <laughs> Mine is the EP for uh, in, um, International War Criminal. Yeah, that's great. The song. EP, the yeah, song is great, and I think that the EP has the best versions because all those songs are on Peculiar, but those are the best versions of all those songs, and there is not a skippable song on there. Manuel, Damn. I think Manuel's my favorite song. Now that I'm thinking mm-hmm. about it, I'm. Pr- it's just, mm. goddamn, it's just such a catchy. Manuel's a great Manuel, my friend, it's ah, so good. I love it. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> oh, we got to do a Slackers episode, but I think we're saving it for like. Because they're so famous. <laughs> we have a few that were like banking. Like the Slackers and Fishbone are like two that were just like bank. Hey, that's a good question because we all know how Slynn feels about Fishbone. How do you feel about Fishbone? I uh, feel about Fishbone the same way I feel about the Ramones where I respect their legacy more than I enjoy their music. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the only good record is the live one. No, I, I like because that's what I say about the Ramones. Fishbone is like a, I enjoy them, but like it's it's a little too, like, and I know the Chili Peppers were definitely like the egg after the chicken, but it's kind of too Chili Peppersy for me a lot of the time, and I fucking hate it. Cheese Louise. So much, it's in the same house. Is there something in the water that you guys are drinking here? Oh, maybe. (laughs) Well, we have a Brita filter. Maybe Brita is poisoning us against fishbone. Against fishbone. They have fish bones in there. Is it not vegan? Is my water not (laughs) vegan because there are fish bones in my filter? Are, Are you concerned that it's not vegan? No, I absolutely don't care. All right. Well, let's get out of the old and into the new and new. Nope. Oh, my God. Okay, take it again. Let's get out of the old and into the new and noteworthy in the world of ska. It's the skanking news. That's the noise we need. I was going to say we don't have a song for it, but we really just need that noise. You just need a telegraph sound or whatever that is. So, hot off the presses, as of today, there is a new We Are the Union plus Eve 6 sound system cover. It is wild. And just made better by it being We Are the Union and Deep Six. I want to know who's doing what. Deep Six is playing the bass, whatever the guy's name is. I'm going to get roasted for that. It's not the whole band. No, it's not the whole band. It's just the, the singer bass player. They shouldn't player. advertise it as the whole band. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not all of We Are the Union either. Oh, it's members of. It's a members of situation. Yeah. But it's, it has to do with, for those who aren't like active on the Twitters, it has to do with a whole deal with like Riot Fest and Laura Jane Grace uh, and trying to get an Operation Ivy reunion together. Oh, wow. It's it's a whole deal and it's never going to happen. But um, it just makes me laugh because. Uh, you know, Eve Six is just a tr- kind of an internet troll a little bit. Okay. And We Are the Union is so active on 
Twitter as well, just saying this and that. And so somehow they connected with each other. And this is where uh, where they ended up is doing a cover in advance of I think Riot Fest actually put it together. So that's fun, and that is pretty good cover. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Uh, the other big release this week was Kamoy, our internet friend. I, we played their song on the last episode that we recorded, the last trombonist that we recorded. The whole album came out, and it is rad. It is so good. And uh, a lot of Twitter is all a buzz about it, and rightfully so. So I'm going to play just a quick little track. This song is called Since 1989. This album's on Scott Punk International, on Bandcamp, streaming everywhere. I think there's still some cassettes today. This is fun. Even though it has acoustic guitar. I know, how dare. But there's a lot of change-ups in a lot of this album. Things go back and forth quite a bit. It's cool. Tempo changes. I like, like staccato y horns. That's fun. Oh, that's my jam. Yeah. I love it. Every time I hear it, it's good. It's so good. And I don't want K Moy to uh, sue me, so I'll just pause that. <laughs> I don't think he will. Seems I like a nice not. person. <laughs> I uh, mean, like, he'd have to sue, like, this podcast, and it doesn't <laughs> make any money, so. And loser. L-O-U-S-E-R. Uh, things are getting worse featuring the Suburban Legends. I'm playing this off the video because I don't have a single queued up, so it'll just be a second. Uh, the video is hilarious because Chris, the guy from Loser, he makes really funny vi- videos. So That's But it's cool. And Suburban Legends. Who doesn't love Suburban Legends? Who doesn't love a whistle intro? Each new day, I am impressed. Who doesn't love whistling? Actually, no, I know a couple people who hate whistling. The video has a Game Boy camera. Oh, that's fun. Do you ever have one of those? I did not. My friend had a Game Boy camera. Do you have the printer? And the, the printer, yes. That, the printed in like... I mean, what good was the camera if you didn't have the printer? So good. I like it. It's very catchy. So yeah. a lot of a lot of new music, lots of cool stuff coming down the pike. Uh, there was also Common Sense Kid, who's uh, active on Twitter, released an EP out as well. Um, he basically essentially learned to play music through quarantine just so that he could put it out. So cool. he kind of learned to do everything over the last 18 months and put out an EP. And it's really good. That's fucking awesome. It, it's really awesome that like that's like such a good news story, and he's out of uh, uh, the UK. So, um, yeah, it's just like every time we record these, there's like a million new songs to talk about. That's okay. So today uh, at work, just listening to whatever was a classic rock radio station on, and there's a Boston song that came on. Uh, more than a feeling, the the Boston song came mm-hmm. on. And, Scott song because yeah, got horns. it's a Scott song because that has horns. <laughs> Uh, and also, um, it was recorded by one dude. It's like, that's like the original fucking bedroom recorded record, that Boston record. Oh, really? Yeah. He was like, 
uh, I don't know, like a sound engineer doing radio work or something at the time. And he was working night shifts and nobody was around. And he didn't have, like, a band. So he just fucking, like, wrote and recorded the whole first Boston record himself (laughs) and put it out and then put a band together after. So it's wild that that was like a crazy thing to do at the time, like the late seventies. And now it's like, fuck, you got a year to yourself at home. Just teach yourself how to play music and how to record it and just release it to everyone in the world. That's pretty incredible. The opposite side of that is Seth Putnam twisted, not great person behind anal cunt and vaginal Jesus and all that (laughs) random stuff. Yeah. He had a band called Impaled Northern Moon Forest, which was his uh, satirical black metal band okay. where he played the acoustic guitar and his friend drummed on the side of his bed. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's pretty good. It's pretty funny. It's not listenable. <laughs> no. Like everything, it's just like, wow, this is a joke stretched way too far. Oh, and you know what? I I used to work uh, at a music like a big music retailer here in Canada. And one of the things that I did notice, because I kind of worked there from like 2006 or so to like 2011, 2012, somewhere in around there. Uh, so I was really like, that was when technology became like really affordable for people to just have a laptop and buy an interface and fucking do all their shit at home, right? So I love the fact that you can do it, but I also have seen so many people, and even people that I know, like, maybe the world doesn't need all of the music that everyone wants to make, you know? Or every (laughs) podcast. And with that, before we get into some kids' music, let's take a break. And when we get back, Perry Grip. Wow. And we're back. It's Checker Past the Scottcast. It's uh, Rob here and Joey. Celine's taking a break today uh, to do work, so it's not really a break. <laughs> but uh, we're going to talk about something fun today. We've decided that we're going to talk about Perry Grip. And if people don't know who he is, here's a bit of a backstory. We just talked about Fat Records a moment ago. We did. There's a band on there named nerf herder yeah either they're on fat or they're on honest dawns i can't remember they're on one of the two nerf herder is a great band nerf herder is amazing they were did the buffy the vampire slayer soundtrack song yeah theme song theme song that's the word they pop punk institution of the 90s indeed very nerdy everything was about like spock and shit i believe they're (laughs) the nerf herder walked so that uh Ah, other nerdy bands could run. MC Lars. <laughs> MC Lars, yeah. And Perry Grip was on an MC Lars song, coincidentally. Oh, wow. Enough. But yeah, there's like the original nerdcore. And Perry Grip is the lead singer and songwriter. He may have been guitarist too. That I didn't look into. I didn't do a lot of Nerf Herder research getting into this because what we're going to talk about today is not Nerf Herder because I looked into it. They don't have any ska songs and that's out of context. <laughs> So what happened after Nerf Herder disbanded or went on hiatus in the 2000s is Perry Grip decided that he was going to release a solo record called For Those About to Shop, We Salute You, which is a collection of 50 to 70 fake jingles 
for uh, products that don't exist or just like generic snack food. I love a jingle. And it's great. Uh, quick side note, uh, listeners, if you haven't listened to Jingles Collection uh, by Mean Jeans, it is also a fantastic bunch of jingles. But sorry, Rob, go ahead. No, that's okay. The impetus of this was just to put out like a dumb thing. Yeah, that's And it great. got really, really popular. And he then decided to transition to do something called the Song of the Week, where he literally would release music every single week. And to this day, he basically still does that. Uh, releases a new song every week. And if you aren't familiar with what a Perry Grip solo song sounds like, you may know this gem, which I am loading, and it's going to load after an ad. It's raining tacos from out of the sky. Tacos. No need to ask why. God, that's good Just content. open your mouth. <laughs> Training tacos. Fuck, it's so good. Training tacos. Okay, so this is like a viral song, and he's all pitched up doing weird. I don't know. I don't know what kind of music this is. I don't think it's, it's like, real music. It's like uh, <laughs> like Lego movie music. It's it's like yeah, it's Mark Mothers kind of like yeah, weird. It's fun. Ye- it's yeah, absolutely. It's, so he does a lot of that, and he started gearing the music to be more, let's say, family friendly. Yeah, Nerf Herder is. It's a little bit more like I would say, like PG-13. college level. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. It's a lot of yeah, like yeah. jokes about like boners and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, like, totally. So, but then he made his weird shopping thing, and it was it was popular amongst tweens, and so he decided to make tween music. To his credit, Fair. it's universally good, and. Yeah. It's not for everybody. My wife, I believe, calls it aggressively annoying. <laughs> and at one point, uh, a city in, I want to say Florida, and this is just horrible. They they would play that and Baby Shark, the pink fong Baby Shark, like the really like high-pitched annoying okay, one, yeah. in, in like tent cities <sighs> so that homeless people would leave. Fuck, people are terrible. Yeah, and that. then... Perry Grip actually came out and like said, "Don't do that. Stop yeah. it." Said to yeah, cease totally. and desist, and then raised a bunch of money for homeless shelters. Great, and, good yeah, for him. Absolutely. Also, fuck those cops. That's fucked up. It's so dumb. So Perry Grip didn't just do pitched up vocal stuff about tacos. He sometimes sang songs about nachos, but <laughs> so food is a big part of it. But sometimes he would be pretty punk rock. And this is my example. When I say punk rock, I mean relatively speaking. Obviously, I mean, it's a remote song. Yeah. So. Also, space nachos. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, it's just the Lillingtons. I mean, it's ridiculous. That's so catchy. It's catchy on a level that I can't really comprehend. You know what it is, though? I think in that particular song, and actually a lot of his songs, because I've <laughs> I've heard a number of these hanging around with you over the <laughs> time you've had a child. Yeah, the reason um, why I know about this is because I have a five-year-old child. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's no reason uh, like an adult with no children should know about this at all. Uh, but I think what it is is it sounds like music that you were influenced by but also like you said it's got that just stupid earworm <laughs> nachos or hot dogs or fucking whatever just there are hot dog songs oh it's for great. sure i i 
I, there will be a mac and cheese one, I'm sure. Yeah, there was. I played it on my TikTok video about mac <laughs> oh, and yeah, cheese. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. First try. Booyah. <laughs> Keep going. There's a bunch. There's songs about ranch dip. Oh, wow. That's a, that's a good one. Um, yeah, no, there's got to be one about ketchup, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Guaranteed. <laughs> um, you, you know what? Yeah. Perry Grip goes to his fridge once a week, <laughs> opens the door, chooses an item, and writes a song. Writes a fucking catchy as shit yeah. song. Hey, I can't do that. I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous of that talent. Wait till he moves into his progressive phase and opens the medicine cabinet and just starts reading off drug labels in his songs. That was a... Uh... That was a hall of shout out to the Hall of Phonics. That was one of their songs where they just read the contents of Rockstar Energy Drink. <laughs> ah, yes, that was good. Also, um, man, that Eric Dano uh, EP is very good, and I keep listening to it way more than I expected to. I listened to it the first time, and I was like, "Ah, oh, this is good," but it kind of isn't really my jam. And now I've I've listened to it like probably a dozen times it's great oh that's awesome uh that episode listeners will be out sometime in november i believe late november we'll have our interview with eric and so that'll be great yeah so give them some listens in the meantime so that takes me to perry grip would sometimes do ska that's where this was heading this is a song called context i got no money i got no money Relatable. I mean, you get it. Yeah. It's good. So, yeah, just like chill. So, here's the thing nobody is going to go out and grab these um, songs and just throw them on like bangers ska bangers or something you know like <laughs> yeah it's essential, not gonna be there essential, essential ska it's not going on two. essential ska but the fact that it exists is incredible also that song yeah like he does something with his production uh where he like layers his vocals a whole bunch of times yes and it makes it sound like uh like there's a group of him singing which mm-hmm. i would imagine appeals to kids in a way it makes it sound like a bunch of kids are singing or something right you know? it's a sing-along right yeah, a and sing-along. That, that's how you make it a sing-along but yeah. aside from that that song you just played point out a difference between that and like half of the ska that came out in 2000 yeah you know what i mean or like like a lot of that later third wave stuff that got really cleaned up. It's like that's that, he that just, is that. It's really just that when it comes to music, he just cracks the code on it. Yeah. Right? Totally. I think that's the big thing. And also I feel like uh, it probably helps that he works within the confines of like it's G-rated and all these songs got to be under a minute and a half or whatever, right? Like how, well, what's his longest song? <laughs> Two minutes, maybe. Yeah, for, for sure. Like, working in those confines, it's like he definitely is a master of the craft. But, like, that – having having those limitations probably helps, I would think. Absolutely. So I got a couple more songs here that are, like, ska-adjacent. song's called Amazing, Amazing Cat. Cat. Yeah, you won't believe what he does. Amazing Cat. Yeah, that no, keyboard line is a ska keyboard line. Yeah, so the, the thing with him, too, is it's not just about, like, 
cunt. It's not just about like checking his fridge. It's also about like going on the internet and seeing what meme is popular. <laughs> uh, because he has this one too. Chimpanzee riding on a Segway. Beginning and end of concept. This song is 38 seconds long. <laughs> See, the man, he came from a punk rock band. He knows... Just, you don't need any filler, man. You get the point across, you make it catchy, and you, you're, you're in done. It. Yeah, that's right. Like, one of the things I love about his his song structure, <laughs> fuck, I get, just like the idea of him, like, A, B, A, B. <laughs> it's just like, he's like, chorus, it's chorus, verse, chorus, end of song. Yeah, oh yeah, totally. <laughs> like, man. So good. You know what, though? I, uh. I've, there's something about a band that just a band or a musician or whatever that just does like that isn't afraid to be like, look, this is the catchy part. I'm giving it to you up front. You stick around <laughs> for something I gotta say in the middle, whether it means something or not, and I'll give you another one of these, and then we can call it a day. That's that's some smart songwriting. I love it. So, or you're no effects and you're like, all right, let's make a video about a seven minute song with no choruses. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, the other thing that Perry Grip does, so that's solo Perry Grip. So, famous, getting YouTube famous all over the place. Sweet. Um, so, this gets him the job offers of the century where he starts writing theme songs for shit. So he's got a bit of a residency with Disney Junior, or he did when Disney Junior was a thing. And he wrote one of the theme songs, which sounded like this. Get up, jump up, it's the DJ Shuffle. Get up, 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 jump up, 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 it's the DJ Shuffle. Wake up your neighbors and there. call up your friends. Either a scone. Just throw it in there, because why the fuck not? Yeah, he's making that Disney Junior money. You know what, though? Speaking of that Disney Junior money, this is what's going to get you sued. <laughs> I'm talking over it. And it's I pulled fine. this off YouTube, whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's uh, that would be a cushy gig. I gotta say, just like he's already just crushing it. So he just crushes it a little bit harder at Disney and they just give him a wad of cash. That's pretty awesome. And then. Plus, he's still knocking out like his YouTube views. Like, oh, I yeah. imagine he makes. Still doing it. I think he started in 2006, maybe even earlier. Holy shit. Yeah. Like, he's been doing it for a long time, like since the dawn of YouTube. Like, if you go on his whatever, you go on his YouTube channel or you can go on his streaming services and it's just, like, pages of songs. <laughs> 38, 38 seconds songs about hot dogs. About hot dogs. <laughs> and sometimes, so sometimes he does the same song twice. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> like, tell me there aren't more than one propaganda song about animal violence. But, but, oh, yeah, well, or fucking Goldfinger. <laughs> but, like, it... Um, like they'll, he'll take a song. Like he had a song that was, oh, it was like monkey riding something backwards. I can't remember what it was. And then he just <laughs> changed the monkey to Yoda. 
and did the song again. It was probably because there was a meme. It was because it was Mandalorian. The monkey to Yoda. And no, it's like, oh, I'll just change it. It was because the Mandalorian had just come out, and the baby Yoda's flying around in a in a little pod. Oh, he taking care of Christmas did. Yeah, it's genius. He took the concept and fucking. I just can't. Anyway, slapped an IP on it. Awesome. So, but. I, I want to set – so I'm still just table setting for what is Perry Grip's magnum opus. We, we've just been having the appetizers. <laughs> this is just appetizers. We haven't even gotten a fucking entree yet. Whew. So there's a certain TV show called – not TV show. It's on Netflix. It's called Ask the Storybots. Okay, And yeah. Ask the Storybots is amazing. It's really good. It's made by the dudes who made Jib Jab. So cut that part out of your head. <laughs> but – they created uh, an educational show that um, it has like Judy Greer is one of the voices and they get a lot of like um, celebrities and like alternative comedians to come on and do stuff. And it's really good and cool. it's actually legit, funny and educational, all that. The music is outsourced and they do – it's like magazine style. So there's a lot of like music videos in the show. Okay. And one of the artists that writes music for it is Perry Grip. And so there are Storybot songs that he wrote that are fucking bangers. They're so good. So And they're all conceptual in nature, so i got to start playing a couple of them. So there's a whole series where they do a different song for every letter of the alphabet, but the end song is we so good. We are now navigating near the letter N. When you want some nachos. Nachos again. And when you need a nap. <laughs> he can't help himself. Hey, man. <laughs> and when you're visiting New Jersey. Who doesn't love him? You need an N. And? And when you're eating noodles. And when you're sailing down the Nile. And when you yeah, want this a nap Scott. Scott. Scott, you need Scott, an N. You need an N. So good. And he also wrote a song about cars called Cars, Cars, Cars. About the movie? Yeah. Cars 1, Cars 2, Cars 3. <laughs> That's the best fucking joke I've ever made. <laughs> uh, this is uh, Girls by the Beastie Boys. Girls. It is fucking Girls, girls by the Beastie Boys. By Jesus. Okay, so... I've listened to this song a million times. This is Will, my son's favorite song. I can do it from. I can do that song from memory. And that's not the only time that Perry Grip has. Yeah. Will fucking loves cars. Yeah, he loves cars. So that's not the only time that I've caught a Perry Grip, like, let's call it a pastiche. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a song, another cat song that he made, and I can't remember what the title of it, but it's uh, Ape Drape by the Vandals. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. It's the same melody. Uh, good song. Oh, so good. I've got an ape drape. Yes, I do. The that best one. part is at the end of the song when they're doing the different areas and yeah. they just, just <laughs> different names for mullets. Ah. The vandals are so good. Fuck it. That's that Hitler's Bad Vandals Good is my favorite Vandals record. It's the best album title ever. My favorite record is Live Fast Diarrhea. But, yeah, but Hitler's Bad Vandals Good is a hilarious I had album it, title. I had it on a tape. That's how long ago I was listening to it. And it's just. Tapes are back. It's always been my favorite. Tapes are back. I know. You, I, can, I, you can press tapes. You can't press records. I, yeah. Also, I, I have 
Uh, it was a handful of years ago now, but I was at a record store purchasing a vinyl record, and I went up to the counter, and they had the live Blink-182 record, which I love, and it was on a tape in green tape, green plastic or whatever, <laughs> in green tape. Nice. Uh, yeah, it's great. I have it over there on my record shelf. I'm pointing. Yeah. Joey was pointing at his records slash tapes. Yeah. He also wrote a song about Thomas Edison. Who doesn't? One gloomy night in Menlo Park, Tom Edison said, gee, it's dark. But then he had a brilliant thought. Electric lights this would help spooky a lot. Scott. Now others, too, That's had right. tried their best Hopefully. to build a bulb that passed the test. And yet their light would never last. The glowing part burned out too fast. Thomas Edison. Maybe I just really like this. Anyway, so the last two I'm going to do are songs about animals. Here's Tiger in the Jungle. Yep, it's about tigers. Was that a robot meow? Yeah, so the robot sings over top. Undeniably Scott. That's right. Just There's no question. Ear wormy. <laughs> this is a, this a, a good, tiger singing. Good quality humor. <laughs> the last one I have queued up, I saved the best for last. Second. Okay. That tiger sound is going to be my like canon. T- like, I, in my game of D&D that we're playing, I just got a mask. That allows me, I don't know, it's like some sort of fucking magic tiger mask. But anyways, when I use it, it's going to be my my vocal pattern. Thank you. I love it. (laughs) I'm glad I've added to your canon. Yep. It's good. And the last song is Walk Like a Camel, a.k.a. One Step Beyond. <laughs> I I have a distinct memory of just watching that show, the Storybots show, and this coming on, and I'm just like, is this fucking Scott? <laughs> what is happening? This song, I mean, I, I just I don't have a visual to go with it because I've I've only ever seen like the picture of the Storybots on Netflix, but this sounds like. If there was a new Muppets show, they would have, like, a camel puppet doing, like, a floppy head Muppet thing. Like, that that could be a Muppets song, for sure. I concur. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That, holy smokes. Okay, uh, I got a... That was the last song you said? That's the last song, yes. Okay, that actually works as a perfect subway, because I have a fun game. What? Oh. Oh, my goodness. We have a game. Have All a right. Game. Okay. Put on your shoes and get ready for some food court taco time because we're going to the mall. <laughs> it's time to go to the Build-A-Band workshop. Oh, Build-A-Band workshop. Okay. And this time, the first time, because we just did a bunch of kids songs. Let's go from kids shows. Characters from kids shows put together a ska band. Holy shit. Okay, so how big a ska band is um, it? I want to say like a standard. I mean, if you want to get gigantic, if you want to have like an orchestra, you can. But like, it's got to be like kind of your standard bass, drums, guitar, horns. 
Bass, drum, guitar, horns. Singer's optional, because, you know, sometimes people can sing and play instruments. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> I'm like, I'm a little, bl- so I'm going to be like, I'm going to have so much recency bias on this. Because I just finished the two seasons of Amphibia that's on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> okay, all of my polls are going to be like from old shows probably, so. <laughs> so, that's fine. Okay, so I want Dexter from Dexter's Laboratory playing the keyboards. Sweet, yep. Uh, like Oregon, like he'll be the like Vic. a Hammond, like, yeah, yeah. Okay. He'll be the Vic or the Jerry Dammers or whoever. Okay. Um, are we doing two different bands? Or are we going back and forth in the same band? We could uh, actually it's probably better if we go back and forth. Okay, the same so band. who's yours? Um, I was going to say that I really want um the the, <laughs> the friendly giant playing bass because I because <laughs> I just want to see like him from like the nipple like just below the nipples down just. Doom, ba, doom, doom, like playing oh. plan bass. So it doesn't even have to be animated. Well, they're kids' shows. We're oh, not just kids', kids shows. shows. Yeah. Jeez. I feel unprepared for this. That's that's <laughs> how it goes. Um, Imagine if it was every week how unprepared you'd be. Uh, I have fun. Um, so I want to say I want to have... Um, Rigby from uh, from the regular show, he okay. plays drums, but he does the ham bone. Hey, that okay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's no reason you can't have a percussionist and a drummer. That's right. Yeah, you could be like the hippos, and you have like okay, so he's percussion. <laughs> he's like the conga guy, he's, but yeah. he's just playing he's like on the his conga gut. guy from the hippos. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, this band sucks. <laughs> wait, wait, it's gonna get better. Okay, uh, because baby animal. From mm. Muppet Babies is an accomplished drummer. Fair enough. So he would be a solid. Him and the Friendly Giant would make a solid rhythm section. I feel like throwing a little bit of Rigby on the ham bone. Yeah. Now we're getting funky. Now we're now we got and and Dexter on the keys. This is a very slackers-esque okay, we're there. kind we're of band. There. We're getting yeah, yeah. I was gonna throw um, Finn the Human. Because he sings, so he'll be vocals. Oh yeah, yeah. So if we're gonna stay in the Cartoon Network, because that's my that's my realm. Of, and I would yeah. say um, Adventure Time doesn't quite cross over into adult cartoon. No, because it was in the hour before it switched to yeah. Adult Swim. So and, it's technically and it, it is appropriate for kids. So right. that that definitely is not <laughs> yeah. a gray area. Clearly for kids. Okay, good. We've cleared. <laughs> so we still need guitar and horns. Yeah. Um. Well. <laughs> Animaniacs okay. is now a show for people in their 30s who have children when it originally came out and Bill Clinton played the sax during the intro. <laughs> it was for kids. I'm going to say Bill Clinton from the intro of Animaniacs playing the sax. Oh, that's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cheat and I'm going to say the guitar player from the Aquabats. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, man. <laughs> Whose name escapes me? And I'm sure cadets are going to get so pissed because I only know the one guy, the back commander. But the guitar player from the Super Show, yeah, he plays guitar. Absolutely. Uh, so so, we, so we have a sax, so we just need like one more horn. Or a trumpet and a trombone. We should do trumpet and a trumpet. Yeah, yeah, trumpet and trombone. Who's, uh, I guess it's my turn, hey? Yeah. Um, boop, boop, boop. Uh, this is, uh, oh, I don't know if this is going to, you'll have to disqualify me if this is going to disqualify, okay. but Kirby is a game for kids. Okay. Kirby? Kirby had a kid's show. Did he? 
Yeah. I had no idea. It was like a no. Super Mario show oh, okay. type of deal. Yeah. Well, then Kirby, because I figure he's got good lung capacity. He could play a horn. We'll put him on trombone. Trombone? Okay. Yeah, Kirby blowing the slide trombone. Not a valve. No, slide. Okay, slide trombone. Yeah, oh, like, man, I like, like this in Jailhouse Rock or Jailhouse whatever at the end of fucking Blues Brothers there. Okay. Little Kirby blowing on a slide trombone. You know, like that. I got it. Now, I'm going to cheat for the last time, and I'm just going to look That's behind you. Yeah, two cheats. <laughs> Sailor Moon <laughs> and or Michelangelo <laughs> on the trumpet. No, Dude, no. Like- Freaking Rocksteady. It, his hey, name is Rocksteady. His name is Rocksteady. And he plays the trumpet. There you go. Fucking Rocksteady this band. Okay, so this band is <laughs> Finn the Human singing, yeah. the guitarist from the Aquabats <laughs> playing the guitar, yeah. the friendly giant on bass, mm-hmm. <laughs> Muppet Animal Baby on the drummer, not, <laughs> not just animals. Because that's a show for the family, not just for kids. Rigby playing Hambone as percussion. Yep. Uh, Dexter from Dexter's Lab on the keyboards. Sweet keys. Um, <laughs> Rocksteady on the trumpet. Kirby on the trombone. And Bill Clinton from the Animaniacs playing the saxophone. This is whoever's out there that could draw this fucking picture. <laughs> Please make it happen. This is really it's good. good shit. It's good. Uh, that was amazing. Yeah, I'm so glad we did that. Yeah, thanks. Uh, <laughs> thanks for playing the first edition of Build a Band Workshop. Build a Band Workshop. Oh, that was great. Okay. I enjoyed the shit out of that. <laughs> so the Scorrections department's the last thing we'll do before we close up another trombonus. Um, nothing too outrageous, but um, the Propagandy Podcast Unscripted Moments. Uh, listen to our MU330 episode that just came out with Flying Raccoon Suit. And we were talking about Hoosier from Hoosier Love because we were like, oh, oh yeah. I don't know the song was about Indiana. And they corrected and said that's actually a pejorative St. Louis term for rednecks. Really? Yeah. So Hoosier has multiple meanings. <laughs> so they were talking about their hometown and the weird uh, white trash people that <laughs> live there and love, I guess. Hoosier love. Neat. <laughs> Fun fact. This Fun was fact. Ska Erections Department. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening to Checkered Past. Hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Checkered Past Pod, or send us an email at checkeredpasspod at gmail.com. Ask a question for the show, suggest bands, bring us ska puns, suggest games to play, I guess would be another thing. Please like, subscribe, tell your friends, and rate us five stars on Apple Podcast. This episode is produced by Joey and engineered by Joey. Our theme song is OAO by Edmonton's own Mad Bomber Society. Next week, we'll have Chris Reeves, a.k.a. Ska Punk International, on the pod to talk about Tokyo Ska Paradise Orchestra. Okay. Until next time, I'm Rob. And I'm Engineer Joey. And in the immortal words of Perry Grip, Lazy Harp Seal has no job. Lazy Harp Seal has no money. See his earnings, they are meager. He's lacking in business acumen.